Welcome to Missing the Point. This is Michael Marcangelo along with the Real DK Bob Kelly. And this week, we're talking about what was, I guess, a wild, wild week two in the NFL. We'll go through the power rankings. I'll probably roast him a little bit on who's on there and why some other teams should be on there. But I mean, Bobby, week two, man. What was like? What, what was your biggest takeaway from week two, bro? There's there's just so much that happened. But I think the biggest thing that I took away with it, which I think is a great place that we can start before we jump in the power rankings, is the goddamn Miami Dolphins, man. They 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 look like an offense that rivals the Chiefs at this point, like the Chiefs in their heyday. Yeah, uh, just just with the speed that they have on the outside, I don't think I've ever seen uh, two wide receivers like Waddle and Hill. Just, just absolutely burn people left and right like they were. Like that, that might be the fastest wide receiver core I've ever seen in my life. That was, that was an unbelievable 15 minutes of football. It was, it was insane. I mean, you know how much I truly hate doing this, but I, I told you so. Ray, I'm talking to you. Like I told you now it's only week two, but the, the thing that jumps out the most to me about the Miami Dolphins is it allows Tua to be the quarterback that he is. It doesn't ask more of him. He now has playmakers that don't need to, he doesn't need to throw a 50-yard ball if, if he doesn't have to. He just needs to throw a 10-yard ball and Tyree Kill will do the rest of the work. And like to your point, Jalen Waddle, 11 catches, 171. Tyree Kill, 11 catches, 190. That is absurd. Yeah, I think when people coming into the season, I think a lot of people just underestimate how good Jalen Waddle actually is. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, like they're like, oh, Tyreek Hill's awesome. They're added him to like a pretty good offense. But, but, but listen, Jalen Waddle was unbelievable in his rookie year. And the things that we've seen him do over the past first two weeks, I guess the past in week one and then last week, bro, it, it, it's gotten to the point where like, you're right, Tua doesn't have to do things. But when he does, I'll tell you what, it's a hell of a lot easier to do him when the guy's running wide open downfield. <laughs> you know, when the guy's running by himself 55 yards downfield, it's a hell of a lot easier to make that throw. And that's what was happening all day long on Sunday. Yeah. It, was, it was unbelievable. And what, go ahead. I was, what's what's the, the craziest part about this is this was against the Ravens. Yeah. Like yeah. this is a well coached, often top ranked defense. And they were down 21 points, and they came roaring back uh, to complete the comeback. And it wasn't like, you know, I mean, Tua, I just, 30, I think he went, what, 35 of 50 for like 470 yards and six Six touchdowns. Two picks, and not for nothing, but Lamar, who I've always been a critic of, 21 of uh, of 29 for 318 and three touchdowns. A perfect pass. Perfect passer rating, one forty-two point six. Like, like I, that is a. I, I thought I thought that was one fifty-three point something. Oh, I think you're right. I think I just made that up. Yeah. <laughs> it was it, it, it was perfect. It, <laughs> it was perfect at one point through the game. Is I, I saw I saw it and like knew that he was perfect at one point through the game. It was like, yeah, no, that must be perfect. Yeah, right, yeah, perfect. No matter what he finishes with, he, it's perfect. <laughs> um, no, but what's what's crazy? So. The the Lamar, th- I I don't see this as that much of a of a blemish on Baltimore as a lot of people do. I think I think that was like a big conversation that we've been having. And like, guys, I'm sorry, but.
But like when when you are already on a backup defense and you have to be running around trying to chase Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle all goddamn day, guess what? Yeah. By the fourth quarter, you're gonna be toast. Just done, man. Just done. And 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 it was so obvious of that uh, on Lamar, man. It was it was unbelievable to see the passer kind of evolve in him, right? Isn't that what we've got? Like he he's Lamar. He was nine of one nineteen on the ground for a touchdown, and that one run he had was unbelievable, right? But but to see him evolve from, you know, a, a a running quarterback who you know is sometimes forced to throw to a dude who is a weapon in the passing game now, yeah, and that, that's what it looked like on Sunday. Yeah, I mean, I, I listen. The guy's already a league MVP, so yeah. I have no doubts that that he can be the most valuable player on a team to get them to the playoffs. Until I'm until I'm proven wrong, though, I'm still going to stand by the fact that I don't like. As we've seen him, I don't I don't know that he, for some reason what he does in the regular season does not translate to the postseason. Yeah, for whatever right. reason, and and you know you can't you can't argue that until he does it. So right, I I agree with that point a hundred percent. But I think Lamar, for based off this performance that we saw, I'm I'm more it's great, uh, more positive on Lamar than I was coming into this game. Yeah, as the Ravens defense, yeah, that was, you know, that was a mess at the end. But again, I, I think by the end of the season, we're not going to be looking at this as a mess. We're going to be looking at it as like, holy shit, the yeah. Dolphins are really good. You yeah, know? I mean, I, I think already, though, like to your point, this is more of a, uh, like you should be talking more about the Miami Dolphins win as mm-hmm. opposed to the, the Baltimore Ravens loss. Agreed. Yep. You know, I mean, because everything had to go right for uh, for the Dolphins, but just, just, Again, that stat line. You had two two receivers were responsible for twenty one catches and three hundred and sixty yards. Four touchdowns. It's ridiculous. Ridiculous. Any other standout games that you want to kind of go over before we get into your um, highly I mean, yeah. highly controversial? Power rankings that controversial. But the I mean the Cardinals game. Yeah, I mean that was that was just insane, man. Listen, I I I'm on record multiple times on this podcast of being a Cardinal hater. Uh, I'm a Cliff Kingsbury hater. It, it just, it seems like the team's a mess. They're, they're never well prepared. It kind of seems like Kyler doesn't give a shit half the time. Like he, he's, he, he's making a comeback and he's just kind of like chilling on the bench. You're like, bro, shouldn't you be like, hot? but anyway, I, I don't know. I, I thought I was being like proven right in that first half, man, because they, they look really bad for, for the first three or for the first how many quarters is that six quarters of yeah. their season they looked awful and then all of a sudden they just turned it on and Kyler turned into superhuman for the second half it was absurd man absurd i mean again another team that erased a, a 20 point deficit they're down 20 to nothing yeah. at, at at halftime and then all of a sudden you know all hell breaks loose for uh for vegas and you have when you make the trade last year to get yourself a, a really good tight end, like the Cardinals thought that they did with Zach Ertz, this is a game that it really pays off. I mean, mm-hmm. you go, he goes eight for seventy-five. Like that is that's that's what you need from him every single game, especially uh, while Hopkins is, is is serving his suspension. But I thought I thought Kyler looked great in the second half, and and I I don't know like what his second half stats were, but uh, to quote you or to use one of your lines, like it's the eye test. You could just tell in the second half that there would it would take a monumental effort to stop him from uh, leading his team to victory, and they couldn't do it. Yeah, there, there's, there's, I forget what play when it was, but there was a play where 
he he obviously did like his coward thing. He's running around and he completed like a 30 yard pass to AJ Green. And I was just like, is he really gonna do this? Is this really is this really gonna happen? Then that two point conversion, man, was one of the most insane football plays I've literally so you know those Madden videos that uh, a trend sometimes where it's like I'm 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 throwing my Madden away because someone will like go up to score a touchdown, turn yeah. around at the one yard, then run all the way back to the one, and then go all the way and score again. And it's like, bro, that's literally what it looked like. Kyler was. I've have you ever seen anything? No, like that in your I mean life? I, I've <laughs> never seen I've never seen a two point conversion play take like sixty seconds only for him just to run it in himself. It was, it was just such a create. That that was the craziest part. That he just kind of like he's running all the way around, and all of a sudden he just kind of like skedaddles yeah. into the end. He ran forty five like, yards to go eight. Yeah, that was wild, man. What does it say about the Raiders, though? That that's I was yeah. You literally read my mind. I I think they're in trouble. To be honest, I was high on the Raiders coming into the season, but like if. Is, is Josh McDaniels not a good coach? Because I don't know what the hell you're doing not getting Devontae Adams involved in that second half, man. What did he have in this game? Devontae Adams had he two, two catches, for 12. Two catches for 12 yards. Yeah, but he, he was, I mean, he was targeted seven times. Yeah, exact. But like, that's not, that's still not enough. He, he That's fourth on the team. Mac, right. Mac Hollins was targeted <laughs> more than goddamn Devontae Adams. That cannot happen. That can't happen. Well, uh, let me ask you a question. Let's say his targets stayed the same, but he went he went uh, six for Haiti. Would you feel differently? I guess. Yeah. I mean, I, I suppose. <laughs> I suppose. Yeah. But I don't know. And it just the Raiders it just kind of seemed like one of those teams. Or last year, it seemed like one of those teams that always found a way to win. On Sunday, they looked like they're trying to find ways to lose, and yeah. that's never that's never a good sign for a football team because you remember in overtime too. They fumbled. What did they? Fumble? They fumbled three goddamn times in overtime, <laughs> and then they returned it, and that's how they won the game, man. It was like you, you can't, you can't do things like that. No, no, not you to can. bring it back to like uh, to New England, but if Bill was the head coach, he would have fired the whoever who, he would have fired whoever fumbled it in overtime every single time. Nope, you're done. We'll just bring in some water boy. Nope, you're done too. We're gonna bring in some water boy. But who was the who was the running back? Oh no, he got he got he got. Bench for showing up to uh, a meeting late. My bad. Yeah, yeah no, that was fine. Uh, but I mean, the, the thing about the Raiders, regardless of where they play, they're all they are notorious slow starters. Always. I mean, last yes. year they were slow starters. And then you know you had whole Gruden controversy, uh, not a real head coach, and then you had you know what happened uh, with their with their wide receiver, and they still finished strong. The problem is. I think we still uh, on this show. I, I'll just speak for me. That's still the best division that we've probably ever seen in the NFL, in terms of star power and and just potential. So you, starting zero and two is not great, and coughing up a game that you had in the bag, that's not a great sign either. Yeah, no, for sure. And, and, and against a team that you probably should have beat, because yeah. listen, I know this was a, a good win here. But in my opinion, I think uh, Mr. Kingsbury is is my favorite for first to be fired because I just was I don't have faith in him. I never have, never will. He was a losing co- coach in college. He's a losing coach here. You know what I mean? He has Kyler Murray. He shouldn't be, you know, coming down the stretch like he has been the past few years and coming out of the gate like this. So Are you sure he's a losing coach? Yeah, he was under five hundred at uh, Texas Tech 
I mean, in the NFL. Uh, I think he's above 500 in the NFL. But I just mean, like, he loses a lot. He's, he loses big games. You know yeah. what I mean? Any Anytime... It comes down to it, and the, and the Cardinals have a chance to like come out and be that team. They blow it every goddamn time. Can't win with them, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's all. I mean, that's really I, that's really it for that. You know what I mean? Well, no, like, I, I, I was going to say my okay. the only other thing that I wanted to mention. I know that this will be a good parlay into your uh, into your power rankings. Is what happened in uh, in that Seattle Forty Nine er game? How lucky. Are the 49ers to have had Jimmy Garoppolo on the bench? That's fucking crazy. It is. It, especially because of, you know, like he was guaranteed, it was almost a guarantee that he was gone in this offseason. You know what yeah. I mean? It was like, he's going, he's going. And then it was huge surprise that they re-signed him. And yeah, man, it's, it's, it's pretty big. Uh, honestly, like I feel bad for Lance. It was, it was gross when it, <laughs> When it happened, oh, he it was so yeah, it was so stood, bad. stood up on it, man. <laughs> I don't know how these NFL players do it, man. They adrenaline, man. With, with Dak last year or a couple of years ago, trying to bang his ankle back in on the ground to like Lance trying to stand up when his ankle's like, yeah, but yeah, I mean, they're so lucky because I think they're better. They're be better. Honest. They're better. They, they definitely have a higher ceiling than they did with Lance, and and the the basement's a hell of a lot. Lower two or higher, I guess, because yes. you know with Lance, bro, I think it's possible. You know, if they stuck with him all season, they don't make the playoffs. I think that's a very real possibility. Where Jimmy Garoppolo, you're surprised if they don't, because now you know. Listen, you didn't know what the 49ers were going to be with Lance. They were they they could have been a running team. They're not really getting those guys. With Jimmy, man, it's you know you know exactly what that team is with Jimmy Garoppolo. We've seen it for three years. So, yeah. and he's been in the NFC title game two out of the last three years. So, right. I, so I guess my question, uh, before, you know, before we go into the, the, the rankings, let's say that you, you now have like, we'll, we'll call it five quarters, five ish quarters of, tr- of the Trey Lance exper- uh, experience experiments in, uh, in San Francisco. How bad of a draft pick was that? Uh, I think it was a, the, what they gave up to go up there is what makes it bad, man. You right. know, I I get I get trying to draft for the promise. You know, you saw it with Carson Wentz. You saw it with the with with these guys that were inexperienced. I think Herbert was very inexperienced coming out. Like the the appeal is there, man. But you didn't need to go up and get him like that because if you look back at that draft, Fields, Mac. Uh, all these guys fell down to exactly where the 49ers were originally. Right. So it's, it's, it, it doesn't look good. I have to say it really doesn't look good. Obviously like you can't control the injury. Yeah, uh, for sure. But, and, and that's a terrible thing to happen to him. I, I thought, you know, he was going to have a good season, but yeah, it doesn't look good. That's, 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 that's one of the worst draft picks I can remember. Just they give up what three firsts to go up and get him. Yeah. Right. right. Three first round picks. Yep. And, and you think, you know, again, we're just talking about as of, as of now, he can come back and have a Hall of Fame career. We don't know that. Yeah. Sure. I, I, yeah as, of, as of right now, you think about the fact that, yeah, you know, you had Justin Fields, Mac Jones go after, after him. And if Trey Lance, if, if the worst had not happened and he did start every single game this year, he would have attempted more throws this year than any time this, in his life. Like he's not. He he has never been a quarterback for a full season and attempted, 
you know, let's just call it 500 passes or 600 passes. Yeah. So it's, it's, th- this is going to bring up a lot of questions. And, and with those questions, you can only imagine the doubt uh, that, that's going to be in his head now because his, he's not, you know, a traditional pocket passer. He relies a lot on his athleticism. That's, I mean, I think that the 49ers were banking on that. And now you have to uh, wonder, like, what's he going to be like next year? What's, what does he come back as? Yeah. Listen, uh, an, an injury like that always takes at least two years to like fully recover from. You know, you have What's like a year. Well, yeah, but that's true. He was really good last year. But I mean, he uh, just, someone say he just kept running. Oh my God. <laughs> Forever. Forever that lives on it. They don't. <laughs> can we talk about that real quick? Wait, can we talk about. All right, my Cowboys are not on the power ranking. So this would be my one little blurb. So we, we beat, I had more thoughts on Lance too, actually. Hang on. So for, before I move on to that, with the, with the 49ers, what, what really surprised me about the whole thing is Mac Jones seemed like the perfect goddamn quarterback for that team, man. Yeah. He's, he's Jimmy Garoppolo, but better with, with more upside. Well, he might be better. We don't know. He can't throw the deep ball like Jimmy. He's can. definitely got more upside though. You know, in his game and in his career, definitely. And it just seemed like that that was a, a solid fit. And that's what I thought was going to happen. That was the rumor of what was going to happen was they love Mac Jones. And for them to go up and get Lance, I, I don't know. That whole thing just drives So crazy. before we, we, we talk about the, the, the your boys beating the, the, the AFC champions, the, the one thing that I'll say, I'll, I'll just repeat that, that I said well, when we drafted him, my big fear about drafting a quarterback out of Alabama is you've already seen them at their best because that Alabama program gets them to their peak. You know, the, yep. The, the, yep. the thing like Trey Lance or even uh, even a Trevor Lawrence or a Justin Fields is there's so much upside, right? Like you can, you can, uh, you can get them even better than they were. But when was the last time you saw a, uh, an Alabama quarterback come into the NFL and do better. Yeah. Their offense is just a machine that, yeah. that you can just plug out. Yeah. No, it makes sense for sure. And he was thrown to some people with straw who say one of the greatest wide receiving cores of all time. Wasn't like it, was it, wasn't it Waddle and Devontae Smith? Devon, yeah. Yeah. Really good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's, I mean, it's not terrible. Yeah. It, I'm, I'm still, I'm still high on Mac though. I still, I still got upside. I know it was a rough week, but we won. It's, it's gonna, yeah. It, it, I heard, I heard he didn't. I didn't watch most of, that much of it. I heard, I heard he didn't look great though. He didn't know he didn't look great at all. That's fine though. I mean, a win, a win's a win. You know, I, who cares? I think he was like twenty-one of thirty-five for two fifty-two and a touchdown and a pick. Service. It's serviceable. Yeah, he was. You know, he was Mitch Trubisky esque. That's bad. Um. Let's, so, talk yeah. your, let's talk about your boys. Yeah, let's speaking of bad. <laughs> <laughs> well, but look, look, let's preface by saying that in week one, you were you were you were begging your offensive coordinator to just run a consistent offense and let them run the plays that they know how to run and they excel at. What did they do? What did Kellen Moore do in week two? He did that. Exactly that. Fucking exactly that. And do you see what happened? Do you see what fucking happened? It's it's unfathomable that that like that's it took an entire game for him to realize that man that has taken all this time to realize that like listen 
If you just hand the ball to Tony Pollard, he's going to do some shit because he's really fucking good. You don't need to do gadget plays for all these guys. Stop overthinking it. And it just like even in this game, right? So the 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 way we won this game, which you see how stressed out I am already. Like uh, it's just my blood pressure. Win. Right? By the way, the reason uh, for those of you at home that Bobby is stressed out is because when Dak went down, I, I told Bobby was saying season's over. For the Cowboys, it's over. And I it said, might not be. It fucking might not be. <laughs> and I said, no, it isn't. Like, they're, they're, they're going to be in this. And I think that stresses you out more. It does. It does. I was ready for the season to be over. I honestly was. My, 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 my blood pressure had gone down, and I was like, oh, all right, finally, season, I can relax. But, but then we go out and beat the Bengals, which, honestly, I, I was telling you, we're going to get smacked this week. I, I really 100% was like, we're getting killed. Oh, yeah. I bet on it. Right, you see, it, it it just it 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 seemed like it, it just set up for a Cowboys to lose like thirty four to seven, but instead our defense is awesome, a and and b we we actually ran an offense. However, even after doing that, we stopped. We, we kind of felt it kind of felt like the Celtics with the twenty two point lead oh, in the yeah. second half. Oh you, yeah, you yeah. know what I mean? Where yeah. like. They're just dribbling out the fucking clock and they're not running their offense. And it, it was the same exact thing. And like me and my buddy were texting. We're like, they're going to blow this hundred percent. They're blowing this. And then all of a sudden it was 17, 17. And, and, and then Maher hits that kick, which is, is different from last year. But like the, the thing that stressed me out the most, right? So you have, you have this kick and what the hell? So, there's about 18, I think, I, I forget how much time was left. There was like 18 to 16 seconds left. Yeah. And I'm yeah. like, bro, they better not run this ball. Oh, run it down. They, but, but they ran, so they do that, right? But instead of just like kneeing it or like running a draw up the middle, or like doing something simple so you can get everyone right back and like, you know, knee the ball and kick the game winning field goal. They run a goddamn pitch to the outside with yeah. like seven seconds left. And, you know, Rome was like, oh, it's okay, Cowboys fans, it's okay. And I was sitting there, I'm like, fucking, is it? Is it okay? <laughs> okay. Like, I swear, like, it's like they knew it was going to give us PTSD. And even in a win, they're still goddamn stressful. But, hey, you're right. We're alive, man. And I don't know. Two things. Um, one, your defense is not great. It's they, really good. They might be, but don't. For some reason, only the Cincinnati Bengals can go out there and only pick offensive linemen in the offseason in the draft and be worse than they were last year. Yeah, but I mean, Michael Parsons. Yeah, no, no, he's he's great, and so is uh, so is Diggs' brother, as you mentioned, as you called. But <laughs> well, that was a full two years ago. Though. Yeah, yeah we're, we're cycling through it now. <laughs> uh, how much longer is Zeke the starting running back? He already shouldn't be. <laughs> I, I don't I, I, listen. I don't know. I've I've been saying this for fucking, like I feel like two and a half years now since we got Pollard. It's like it's so clear to me, man. Like I just don't. I get the pass protection thing. I understand that, but the reason for your starting running back being in the game should not be for goddamn pass protection. They're running back. Right. <laughs> they run the ball. <laughs> like I get that that's important, but you can scheme around that. You can't scheme around 3.2 yards of carry. And, and, and it's just like, listen, I'm, 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 forget that comment, honestly. Like, I'm not trying to throw slander on Zeke because he's still serviceable. He's yeah, still, he's, just, he's he, like the he, highest paid fullback in the league. 
That's that's a little bit of slander. But Pollard's just as fast, bro. He's faster. He hits the holes harder. He runs with more purpose. He's stronger. There's just he catches the ball better. It's just like check, 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 check. What the hell are we doing here? You really Pollard you really, is a north south runner. Zeke is and I and I, this is gonna sound way worse than I mean it. But he's like a super duper uber talented Lawrence Mal- uh, Maroney. He just refuses to hit the hole. He likes to dance around first. Uh, he's, he's he's exceptional at making his cuts. But I think this is the second week in a row where he did not average more than three and a half yards a carry. He just used to be explosive through the holes, and I think now he doesn't have that explosiveness. So he's just trying to be perfect. But it's like you're, you're so upset. You know, I'm. I, I just was. I just love Tony Pollard. I have for so long, and I just think it's absurd that we're still sitting here. So, like, I this is like the theme of my Cowboys life is like I talk about the same things for so long before they actually happen, and then when yep. they happen, it works. And I'm like, wh- how am I sitting on my goddamn couch telling you for two years what works? Yep. And you don't do it, and then it works two years later. And I'm like, come on. There, I mean, there's got to be someone that's getting paid millions of dollars that can fucking think about this better than me, guys. Yeah, it's Jerry's kid. <laughs> don't. You, all you're I'm saying trying is, to stress. All me. I'm saying is, you were <laughs> in 2010, you wanted, to, you wanted to ban the clapper. And when they, when they finally did, you, you were right. They, they went further. You know, once Dak was healthy, they went further than they did th- th- than when they had him. They just need a co- listen. I'm I'm just, I'm, I'm just gonna I'm gonna peel back the onion a little bit. Let you take a peek under the covers for those of you at home. Sean Payton is the next head coach of the mm-hmm. Dallas Cowboys, and when he gets there, you will be in the Super Bowl. Like promise. Thank you. Assuming Brady isn't still playing quarterback in the NFC. What's what's so weird about the the Garrett thing is like, or frustrating, not even weird, frustrating is we had a coach who does nothing, right? And that's what pissed me off about him. It's like, bro, what do you do? Tell me what you do besides clap. That's it. Tell me what Mike McCarthy does. Just no, I guess now we call his place. The, the this past week was the first time I saw him actually doing things that was like conducive to winning on a Sunday. Here's, I, what, I, here's what I'll tell you, Bobby, as an outside perspective. <clears throat> the clapper, Jason Garrett, never won you a game. But Mike McCarthy will will most certainly lose you one. And you've seen it. That's a fact. <laughs> That's, all right, let's move on to bigger and better I thought, I thought you were going to try and make me feel better for no, a second. No, but no, 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 you were just trying no. to make me feel fucking That's worse. DK. So. That's DK. Yeah, Thanks, no, bro. Not Appreciate you. Welcome. <laughs> you want you want to go through your power rankings? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, ten to one. So, so we'll so start. We'll, we'll go ten to one. Let me. Yeah, yeah. I just had to exit out of it because my goddamn headphones started playing things in my ear. So I'll just before I get into it. So this week, I asked, "Where did that message go?" You asked, "Who should be 
in the number 10 spot. You asked our, our entire podcast. I, I, I just want to, I want to point out for those of you, again, listening or watching on YouTube <laughs> that the other four members of this podcast did not give him the time of day or pay him the respect to give him an answer. Yours truly, as always, did put a lot of thought into it. Said, you know what? Detroit, they hung in there with, uh, with Philly week one, right? And, 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 and they won week two. That should be your, your number 10. What did Bobby do? Bobby goes, I, I hear you, Mike. So with a number 10 in the power rankings of the San Francisco 49ers. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, all right. So I had it. So my, my, my options for 10, I just want to let everyone know who was like in the running here. Uh, we had Lions, the Jaguars, the Giants, the Vikings, the 49ers, the Broncos, and the Cardinals. I think they all, they all showed definite merit in week two to, to get up into those power rankings. Okay. I, I let can't. me ask you a little bit. No, no, no. Let me just ask you a question. Yeah. How did the Cardinals. Okay. How did the, the, the Broncos show merit in week two? They beat, they beat the team that you believe is quite possibly in the I worst, quote, the worst fucking team that we, that we could ever see. They have a real shot of going own 17 so actually, by seven. Yeah. So you're right. They didn't, the Broncos, <laughs> the Broncos definitely didn't show merit. The Broncos have merit from their talent that's on the team. Sure. All right. So you're right. The Broncos look awful the first two weeks of the season. So that's why they're not here. But listen, I I like the Lions a lot. I really do. And like I put in there, I did. But the original copy of the power rankings, it's like the, the version that no one ever sees, has the Lions on number 10. But I just sure looked at it. I looked at it and I was like, I just, I'm not ready for that. I'm not, I'm not ready to put him there. I, I, I'm very high in the lines. I'm with you. I just need to see a little more. I, I need, I need to see a little more than I, I get you hung in there with the Eagles, but I was like a lot of garbage time. And the commanders oh. came, the commanders came back on you. Carson Wentz almost came back on you. Oh, so they're getting penalized for almost. No, they're not getting penalized. They're not going to, it's just, I want to make sure it's not still the Lions before that I call them a top 10. Well, team they're definitely the still the Lions, too. But in that, in, in that grouping, you had the Lions, the Jaguars. I didn't pick them. Right. I wanted to pick the Jaguars really bad, though. Really? And so they, they deserve to be there for beating uh, the Colts, who just, I told, I told you again, Matt Ryan yeah, they're sucks. Garbage. They're garbage. He's got nothing. He has nothing left. And for what it's worth, like, I was rooting hard the Jaguars in that game too. Yep. Bet them hard too. I said that they were going to blow the doors off the Colts. Didn't know it was going to be 24 nothing. But if you think about the fact that you, you those two were two out of the four teams that you were thinking to put in your top 10 in the NFL. Like that is number 10. That's pretty wild. Yeah, it's fun. It's fun. It really is. And even the next team, the Giants. You know what I mean? The, the Giants being up there, same thing. I'm not ready for them yet. It's one of those things where, like, no, that's too shallow. I can't use that reference. Well, has there ever been a worse 2-0 team besides the 2019 New England Patriots, aside from the New York Giants? I think this Giants team gives them a run for their money. The Bears of two years ago or last year? 
Yeah, I guess so. Right, right. That that that's up there. I think the Bears ended up being almost five and zero. Were they? It just feels like the Giants. Like they believe in 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 Dayball. Like they they they've bought in. I I don't I don't know if Daniel Jones will ever be great. Whatever. But if you can keep Saquon healthy, then you have a shot. Like you have a real chance. They look like one of those teams that just finds a way. You know what I mean? Like they're gonna they're not gonna play good every Sunday. Guaranteed, they're gonna play like shit most Sundays. But when it comes down to it, it's going to be like 19 to 16, 23 to 21 going into that fourth quarter. And, and they're always going to ha- be right there. So uh, that's why they, they had a chance being there. But again, Daniel Jones cannot make the top 10 just yet. No. Can't do it. No. It, 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 but they, again, they kind of feel like the 2011, 2007 Giants where they're they're not going to win twelve games, but you probably don't want to play them if they get into the playoffs. Yeah, I think they have a chance. I mean, in that in that NFC East, like who knows what the Cowboys are going to be? Eagles are really good. We'll get to them, but like you, you never know what's going to happen in that division. So I think there's a chance. Um, the other ones I considered the Cardinals because of the comeback, but again, I actually think they stink. I couldn't put them in there. <laughs> Bron- Broncos because of the talent, and then you know. The Vikings were were chalked in, chalked in, going oh. in, going into Monday night, bro. Was in Kirk Cousins just shit his pants on national TV again. You know he is two. It's like two and forty two in, in primetime games in his career. Or something no, no, like that. I, I, no, no, it's not that. I, I'm pretty sure he's five and twenty. Five and twenty. All right, whatever. Yeah. I yeah. saw. It was like I don't know. Perfect. It's yeah. a perfect game. Two for forty two. Two for forty two. Two for forty-two. Like he, but okay. It's it, it, that was that was one of the worst quarterback games I've ever seen in my life. That was that was really bad. There's what did you expect? That, but <laughs> <laughs> there was there was multiple plays, man, where where Jefferson was fucking running by himself, where they ran oh. they ran the correct play to get him open for a touch. There was one where he leaked out of the backfield on a wheel route and he was yep. wide open. There was uh, the, the play before the interception, the slay in the end zone. He was on a, uh, on a slant wide open over the middle for a touchdown. Cousin dumped it down and checked down both times and then threw a pick the next play both times. It was like, dude, who else are you looking for? <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, what was he looking for? What what's so crazy is you just mentioned like three times that they did that they should have targeted Jefferson and they didn't, and he still had twelve targets in that game. I think he caught like what six for forty eight, yeah. but the times that they didn't look at him, he was wide open, yeah. wide open, wide open, and 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 Kurt just didn't trust himself to get get the ball there. Yeah, man, he was he's he really and you you saw it early, you saw it, early. you knew you knew he was. Oh yeah. yeah. I mean essentially once the lights turned on, like you knew that it was it was over. Oh, by the way, Jalen Hurts is a problem. Yeah, yeah, no, well yeah, he is. Big time. But yeah, so that that leaves the last team on the list here. It it just with with the past pedigree, uh taking that into account with Jimmy coming back, man, it just you know it like it, it took a team that I thought had really high ceiling on the year with Lance, you know, it, that what what could be into a team that went to an NFC championship game last year, knocked my Cowboys out of the playoffs and probably could have and should have gone to the, like the, the, they had the Rams number all last year. So like they even had the Super Bowl champions number last year with Jimmy G. So it just, 
it seemed right putting him at number 10. And like, I, I set the one with the lions, right? And then <laughs> it sat there for a second and I was like, hmm, lions, huh? <laughs> yeah, that can't be right. That cannot be right. <laughs> and I deleted it and put the 49ers and reset it. It was like, that looks much better. So that's, that's how they got number 10. It's just the pedigrees there, man. It, it's been proven with Jimmy G. Number nine. Green Bay Packers, dude. I'm sorry. Why? Tell me. Okay. I need you to tell me why the Packers are better than the Giants. Aside from how, how fucking ridiculous that statement sounds. This year, how are they better? Uh, bro. <laughs> and I, don't, I don't even have to answer that, do yes, I? Do. Yes. Aaron Rodgers over Daniel fucking Jones, man. Okay. What about, what about the other 52 players? It doesn't matter. It Bro, that's like that's that's a that's a that's a eight point five and a two that you're comparing on this scale. You know what I mean? Like, well, what about the other fe- the other features don't matter at that point? You know what I mean? I'm 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 just saying. I know this shallow. I'm sorry for any ladies out there listening. I apologize, but I'm just saying. I'm talking about like phone features, dude. No, I'm I'm ta- I'm talking about like the one to ten scale. Oh, you're you know? talking about like, sleeping on the couch features while you're talking to. Her. Yeah, <laughs> she doesn't fucking listen to this. Yeah. So. Nice. Oh, nice. That's just a fact. But the yeah, bro, it's Aaron Rodgers. But it's it's I'm okay. Sorry. Aaron Rodgers in, in his win. I'm just gonna read you his stat line: nineteen and twenty-five. That's that's great for two thirty-four, two touchdowns. His receiving core is Sammy Watkins, Aaron Jones, who's a running back, Randall Cobb, who's 116 years old, Romeo Dobbs, Alan Lazard, Robert Tanyan. I mean, they're just... I promise you, you can... I I hope that you hold this against me for as long as we do this, if if I'm wrong. Aaron Rodgers will never develop younger wide receivers that were not a top 10 pick. He won't. And and he's just not... He's just not that guy. He isn't. So I know why you, the, the pedigree and it's Aaron Rodgers, but I don't know, man. It sounds like you were kind of dipping into his offseason routine when you when you put him ahead of the Giants. <laughs> By the way, I love love how much that comes up just casually now. Whenever he's on the field or like involved in anything, they're like, right. "Well, you know, you must be tripping balls then." You know, he's playing <laughs> on ayahuasca. But the yeah, it, it really is just an Aaron Rodgers pedigree, man, and and the fact that he's not playing his best ball and he hasn't developed this core yet and he's not throwing four touchdowns and they still can look that good because they look pretty good and Aaron Jones and AJ Dillon are a problem so it it just watching that game on Sunday it felt like the Packers were back and just based off the other teams that I was picking between they just they had they had that up of Aaron Rodgers over all of them so okay all right so we have number 10 49ers number number nine Green Bay Packers Who's in your number eight slot? So I feel like this could be controversial. I'm not really sure. Um, But I have the Ravens at number eight. I'm not racking them as much as everyone was uh, for this past week. We we already said it. That's one of the vastest and most skilled wide receiver cores I've ever seen put together in my life. Even as you go down the list, like Chase Edmonds coming out of the backfield, like there's, there's so many different weapons on that offense in Miami and they still have Lamar Jackson, man. I think this is a Lamar season. I think we saw that in week two. And I don't think that you're going to see another game where they give up a 35 to 14 lead. You know, I, I think that that's definitely something that's like a, 
was uh, an anomaly in the season, and they're not going to be that team. They have too good of a coach, too good of a quarterback, uh, and, and and good weapons on offense. So uh, I'm high on the Ravens. If Lamar can be Lamar and stay healthy, I think a top three MVP is like chalk at this point. I think it's almost guaranteed. If Lamar's healthy for all the games, he's top three MVP. And they're, and and presumably, right? They're they're only going to get better with J.K. Dobbins coming back and right. being healthy. It feels like Lamar and uh, and Bateman have figured it out, and for like sure. that's going to be a top top connection. Listen, uh, it's hard. First of all, I I I, I admire the fact that he's uh, he's representing himself. He wants a big contract. I think he turned down a lot of money, I, and I think he's he's, he's kind of he, he's playing up. I, I, I hope it works out well for him. I think Harbaugh is such a good coach that you could literally give him Joe Flacco and he's going to have that team in the running. Uh, but Lamar is is just a, exceptional. And I think he proved it in, in, in this game. Even, even, even in an L, like he was almost perfect. Yeah, you know, Rayshon was saying, like, I don't know if he's going to get broke. Lamar Jackson is going to get his dough, and I, I'm I'm like 99 sure it's going to be from the Ravens because how stupid it better be. be. It, it, that's what I mean. Like it better be bad. If you know who's number one on his list? Uh, the Patriots for sure. No, who? Miami. Uh, yeah, fair. And that would be terrible. <laughs> that would yeah. be, it's 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 imagine Miami. that it's oh my, my it's it's goodness. Miami, Philly. And then there was one other team. And by the way, those first two options are not good for either one of us on this podcast. No, no. But yeah, uh, he's, he's going to get paid. So, you know, like Lamar, Lamar is a, a one of a, he might not be one of kind anymore. We'll get to that in a little bit. But yeah, he, he's unbelievable, man. And as long as Lamar is healthy and this team is showing that promise on offense, they're going to be in this top 10. So number seven, I think the team that beat. The last thing you just mentioned. Yeah. Their first appearance this year in the power rankings, Miami Dolphins. I couldn't put them higher than this because of Tua. You know what I mean? That 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 just still holds them back a little bit compared to the teams above them. He um, threw for six touchdowns. I get it. Listen, like, shame me for wanting a little bit more proof after a year and a half of being shitty than one good week. Being shitty? Did he, didn't he lead his team to seven straight victories last year? Yeah, but it was a he. When you watch him play quarterback, there's a lot missing most of the time. That was the best game I've seen from from Tua by far. That that was that was the the Tua that we were promised coming out, where he's making these 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 throws on a dime. He's extending plays. There was that one spin move play that he had that was like, that's bro, that's that's the Tua that I remember from Alabama from that national championship game. Like that's the Tua I remember. Not not the one from this past year. So I, I just need a little more time. But but that wide receiver core um <laughs> is it is trouble for anyone at any time, man. I, I, I honestly like if you if you think about the best wide receiver cores ever. So you have like Randy Moss and Chris Carter. You have um I, I don't know. Jerry, old Jerry Rice and Tim Brown was the next one that came. Or Jerry head. Rice and Terrell Owens. Or Jerry Rice and Terrell Owens, right? You Randy know, Moss and Wes Walker. I'm going to put that up there. They're one of them. Yeah, they were really good that year. I mean, almost you, perfect. You, you just, that's fair. You just, <laughs> you just go down the list, man. 
you're never going to find one that's as electric as this wide receiver core. I just don't think that that's it's ever been seen before. So I, I just that, think the sky's the limit. Do you think that they're better? Like, just give me a grade. Is that is that wide receiving core better uh, than like Adam Thielen and Justin Jefferson? Yes, yes, yes. And that's just because you think Waddle is so much better than Thielen, or or yeah. is Hill, is Hill so much I, better than I, Jefferson? I just I think that you have two Justin Jeffersons on the team instead of you know a lot of teams have a one and a two, you know. The yep. Miami Dolphins have two legitimate number one wide receivers who 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 can take the top off at any time, and and they they are always open. So there's you know what I mean the ball the ball the ball there's plenty of passes to go around because they're each catching seven eight balls a game. It's not like one's getting twelve and the other's getting like if this is the Miami offense that we see that we saw in that second half. Yeah, yeah we're fucked. Yeah, yeah, the the the, the AFC East is, yeah. Yeah, well, yeah, the AFC East is is a, a dogfight, man, between those two. But yeah, all right. I'm gonna. I have one more objection that I'm gonna make, but I'm not gonna make it until you mention the team that I, I feel should be below them. Okay, fair. So number six, this is really just because of they took one of the best teams in the league to the wire on Thursday night and in week one, they look good against the uh, Raiders and they have all this hype coming into the season. They've Justin Herbert, a lot of weapons on that team uh, and a good defense is Los Angeles chargers. I, I know that, you know, they, they lost that game Thursday night, but if what's his name, who was the tight end? Oh, I can't remember his name right now, uh, but tight end uh, getting tired and wanting to come off the field. Next play. Dalton. Gerald Everett, yes, Gerald Everett dogs it, and that's when the pick six happens. That that play doesn't happen, man. That's a whole different ball game. The Chargers tie that game up, so uh, I think the Chargers are right there. I still think they have a little bit to prove, just because they've kind of been this team that's done that every year, and that kind of peaked its head. But they're still in here for now. I mean, that pick, a ninety-nine yard return for yeah. a touchdown, yeah. uh, pretty. Pretty incredible. Uh, yeah, listen, on paper, that team, is that defense is a problem. Yeah. I mean, by the way, I, this isn't like a Patriot hater thing uh, in case that comes about. I said it when he was here. I don't know that J.C. Jackson is, is, a, is a number one quarter. I just don't know. I don't think he is. Uh, he paid like one good for him. Uh, but I, I, I really, I love Asante Samuel Jr. I think that that team with Khalil Mack, you know, Van Oy, Bosa, like that's that's a great that that should be a great defense. We always talk about like you can't win championships on paper. The Rams proved that wrong last year, so you can. Uh, but yeah, I, I don't I don't have a problem with this pick. Yeah, and and what's big for the Chargers, I think the biggest thing about everything they did right uh, is that Khalil Mack looks like Khalil Mack. You know, it, it'd be one thing if if you got like the what everyone thought was a worn down version of Khalil Mack, whatever. He looks awesome the first two games of the season. I think he's two in the league in sacks. I think he has like two and a half or three sacks already this season. So if if Khalil keeps doing that and you and you have Joey Bosa off the other corner, man, Derwin James in the safety, you know what I mean? Like in, in January, which is when it really matters, that's going to be a really hard defense to move the ball on. I'll oh, yeah. 
Like really hard. Number five. So we're staying in the same city. Uh, we're going same with L- yeah, same stadium. Although judging by the fans, you would never know. But the Rams are number five. Uh, still the champs, you know, they, they look good against the Falcons. They had a little weirdness at the end there where they, I, it was, I feel like it was just something in the atmosphere on Sunday. I don't know what the hell was going on, but they, they pulled out the game against the Falcons. I think they blew like almost a 28 point lead, but they look good for most of the game. You know, like they, they're still the Rams. They still have Aaron Donald, still have Stafford. They're, they're still stacked up and down. And Allen Robinson actually looked okay. There is no reason. No reason at all that the Miami Dolphins should be ranked behind the Los Angeles Rams. Not, I mean, the that's fair. Uh, the, the Rams lost week one. I've been a blowout to the Bills, who are a wagon, and I'm sure we'll talk about it. But they tried everything in their power to lose again uh, uh, to, to Atlanta. And I guess, t- yeah, talent won overall, but the. I think if you just look at the first two games of the season and you don't take into consideration the fact that they won the Super Bowl last year, you can't sit here and tell me that in your heart of hearts, you believe right now, if the Rams played the Dolphins, the Rams will beat them. It's fair. No, it's a really good point. Um, <laughs> no, you're right, because especially with everything we just said about the Dolphins, listen, it, it is, it, it is, you know, you said take out the Super Bowl. It is because... They yeah. were well last year. You know, they have they have that championship pedigree still. And I think that that Super Bowl stink is still on them, I guess. We'll see what happens with the Bills this week and the Dolphins. I I I want I, you know, we'll do a little preview at the end. We'll talk about a little bit of week three. But yeah, I, I just think that's gonna show exactly who the Dolphins are, how good they are, and and exactly, you know, at the same time the Rams too, because Listen, if the Bills come out and they just absolutely steamroll the Dolphins, then that that just doesn't tell us much about the <laughs> Dolphins or the Rams, which at the Bills is just unbelievable. Right. So we'll we'll see what happens. Yeah. I, I that's a really good point though. I I, I don't I, I can't hate on that and I don't honestly have an argument against it because I'm really high on the Dolphins. So what about the I'm what about the, t- the the tale of two weeks between uh, the Falcons? The Falcons they, they blew a huge lead against New Orleans last week. And then they came storming back to almost beat uh, the defending Super Bowl champions. There's, there's something weird is going on down there in uh, in Atlanta. I just, I, I will never trust a team that is led by Marcus Mariota and that has Kyle Pitts on their their roster and doesn't utilize them. Don't use them. Don't use them at all. And then the coach is like, "Listen, I don't care about fantasy football. I'm trying to win a game. Do you know what would help me win a game? Throwing the ball to Kyle Pitts. Right. That's right. Yep." <laughs> Yeah, I mean, try good, it. How about you just try it five times? It's a good strategy. It's, a, it's, it's like when the Cowboys scored a touchdown this weekend, and I was like, "Hey, we should uh, we should do that more often." You know, I was like, "Yeah, no kidding." Right, number four. So number four, I I I just did this just based off eye test, man. The first two weeks of the season, I have number four, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And our boy TB12, who looks like Kevin Bacon, went out and smoked crack for three weeks. <laughs> but yeah, they didn't impress me at all. The, the the first two weeks, I have to say, like, even beating my Cowboys, man, I think their defense. So going back, I think their defense is lead. I think their defense is really, really, really good. And, really good. And, and, and I think, honestly, like my Cowboys thing was kind of an overreaction from week one. Because of how damn good that defense is. You know what I mean? I just think that they're going to be like a, a top 
three defense. But the offense, man, I don't know. Like, uh, you know, we talked about it being a wagon. Their wide receivers are so deep, all this stuff. They, none of them can stay healthy, A. And, and B, the first two weeks of the season, that offense has done nothing that that encourage, that that tells you, like, this team is, is going for a Super Bowl run. Like, have you seen anything from them except for, like, the Julio Jones plays in week one against the Cowboys that have really been like, oh, nice, let's go. Uh, here's what I'll tell you. As bad as they've looked, when you need him to make one throw, I know, I know. he still makes it. He does. It's like it's stupid how 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 he he he. By the way, he's gonna make Cole Beasley a, a Pro Bowler this year. Oh, I'm so mad they got him. I mean, he's he's going to do that, and that fits his model. Yes, they their offense looks bad. Their defense looks. Looks, looks exceptional. I think that that's going to uh, probably level off at some point in time. But for all those people out there that are saying that are saying, you know, this is the cliff. We, we maybe it is. We heard that ten years ago. Maybe it is. When you need him to make a thirty-yard dart, yes, bro. That throw, that throw was that was that to Perryman. Was that yep. to Perryman, bro? That was the, one of the best throws on Sunday, right? You know, like it, it was. It, it, you're right. No, you're 100% right. One thing I can say, what is a cliff is his jawline now. Uh, I, don't, yeah. I don't know. I don't know what, what, like, not they steer us off into what the hell happened to Tom it's Brady's conversation. Giselle what the, the hell? Life. Yeah, it's just Giselle, Giselle sucking the life out of him and not the good way. Literally, literally just sucking, sucking the life. I think he got a bunch of work done or something. You know oh, what I mean? Do you, Bobby? You it, think so? It, it looks like a really bad cheek job, bro. It's like, bro. Your cheek job makes Tara Reed's boob job look exceptional. And just that's that's a that's a little throwback for any nineties comparison. Minutes. Right? It really yeah. does, man. It's like ages on. us a little bit, but it's a great comparison. A little bit. Some people probably listen to this like, who the fuck is Tara Reed? Yeah. <laughs> she was and she she was hot. She was. Was probably more. Now she looks bo- like Skeletor. That booby is ugly. Can't say that. You can't you can't say that. We can say whatever yeah, it is. Uh, but if it's a whole thing, remember it was like trending for a while. Yeah. It, it just might be worth it to go to your number three team. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you've done, you've done that to me too many times. Yeah. So number three, uh, I, I put them ahead just because of the eye test, man. Like I said, uh, they are electric. Their quarterback is possibly the only rival to Lamar Jackson when it comes to athleticism in the NFL. Philadelphia Eagles, man. Uh, I. It pains me, pains me to put him this high because, listen, you know as much as anyone, I hate the Eagles so no. much. Like, so much I hate the Eagles. Like, it. Ugh. I, I rooted for the Patriots to beat them in the Super Bowl. That's how much I yeah, hate yeah. the Eagles. Uh, just don't do that again, please. Yeah, that, that might be why you lost. But, yeah, Jalen Hurts, man, if, if, that's, if that is the Jalen Hurts that we get, the Eagles are a goddamn problem and, and the rest of the NFL needs to recognize that because they have, they have the defense, bro. They have, you know, they have Jordan Davis up the middle. They have Darius Slay. And then on offense, they're just up and down unstoppable. You have Jalen, you have Dallas Goddard, you have the wide Devonte Smith, AJ Brown, Miles Sanders. Like they're, they're just a wagon on offense. And if, if Jalen hurts is playing like that, man, they're tough 
to be. Uh, the, the Cowboys aren't winning the NFC East. I can promise you that. If that's the Eagles we see every week, the Cowboys are in a lot of trouble in that division. So I think that the Eagles are good. I think that what we saw Monday night was a a 70-30 mixture of just how much of how terrible Kirk Cousins is. Right. Like I, I I'm I'm a big Jalen Hurts fan. Uh I think if I think he can be dangerous. I think also this game highlighted for me as a again, as a Patriot fan, I don't know that we have the type of quarterback that can do this because we don't have a quarterback that can run fast or throw far. And Jalen you know, Jalen Hurts can he he can he can extend plays and when you surround him with 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 players like like you mentioned Dallas Goddard, Demonte Smith, AJ Brown, and then you, your running backs again uh, are you know Miles Sanders. You, you're you're pretty good. That's they're, they're going to be there with the, with the Cowboys at the end. So what's great is like so what what a hundred percent they will be. Uh, they're going to be better than the Cowboys if you if you're asking me. Shocker, they're going to be better than the Cowboys because. Listen, when when it's it's still so two things. It's crazy to me that NFL teams can look at what wins, right, and look at how teams get successful, and still not think that surrounding your quarterback with the best possible weapons that you can possibly afford is not a great idea. It, it's it, it blows my mind that people think that they can take uh, an Amari Cooper just for some random example, trade him for a fifth round pick and not replace him. And it's going to be okay for, for a, a team to lose Tom Brady and think that you can replace him with a Cam Newton or, or, or the Packers cannot have Devonte Adams and it'd be okay. Like it's still, it just blows my mind. And when you see a guy like AJ Brown go from the Titans who are the one seed and go to the Eagles and turn them into a, a juggernaut offense all of a sudden. And now that the, the Titans can barely goddamn move the ball is like, guys, what more do you need to see that when, when you want to win and you want to do these things, you gotta, you gotta go get guys to your quarterback. Cause it just, it, it, it gives them so much more confidence in like what they're doing and how they run the offense. They don't have to think about who's outside, who's doing this, who's doing that. No, it's goddamn A.J. Brown running over the top. I'm just going to throw it 80 yards, and he's going to catch it. Cool. Like, it's it's such a different mindset, man. And it, our, our two teams specifically go through this, and it's just like, man. No, you've always – I mean, you, your team's always done a pretty good job of, of developing skill position players. Yeah, you've been in skill position hell for years. Well, yeah, maybe. But what I would say, what I what I would say is that when we when the wells run dry up up here in New England, <clears throat> he just goes out and spends a hundred million dollars on four seventy fives instead of one one hundred. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like he 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 would rather spend uh, whatever. I don't want to get turn that into this. But all 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 I know <clears throat> is that those people that say that. Uh, Devont, you know, Devonta Smith is not big enough for the NFL. He's not going to transition well. I will just say seven catches on seven targets for 80 yards. And he's, and he's your second option on that team. Maybe he's your, maybe your second or third because Goddard's their number one. Yeah. I think AJ Brown, I, I think the great talent there. So, uh, that is that. That is one of the. That, that's one of the best 
uh, wide receiving, or uh, I would say pass catching groups in the league. Yeah, for sure, man. And it's so I th- we'll we'll move on to number two in a second here. But the with the Hurts thing, man, it's I, I just think it's so hard to judge a quarterback, right? When when you surround him, I think his wide receivers last year were like Jalen Rager and Quez Watkins, you know, or two. Look, Rager over Jefferson. Yeah, that's so crazy. And then traded in the Vikings. But the it's just it's so crazy that like you, you sit here and like try and judge a quarterback on this, right? And then when you see what they look like when you give them studs, right? It's it's night and day, man. And I it's 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 so evident by this team. But yeah, anyways, Eagles are number three just because of that upside. Like I said, the offense. And Hurts looking like this with weapons around him is a different quarterback than when he was throwing to no one, in my yep. opinion. So, oh yeah, two. The, these top two teams are probably going to remain the same for a long time. I mean, I guess we'll see what happens this week with the Bills. But number two is the Kansas City Chiefs. They 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 look good on Thursday against the Chargers. I mean, what what the hell else can you say? You know what I mean? Like Patrick Mahomes, Patrick Mahomes, bro. It, it, it comes down to that, and like. Uh, everything we everything literally the last five minutes of this podcast don't matter when it comes to Patrick Mahomes. Right. Oh, you think that you can like go with Tyree Kill and you can still be two and oh? Yeah, no, we can. That's fine. We're good. It's fine. We'll just bring in uh Valdez Stanley and Juju Smith. It's and Juju, fine. yeah, and Sky Moore and like what yeah. and they're like, fine. yeah, no, we're we're fine. We're gonna win 49 to fucking 14 week one and then beat the team with the most upside in the NFL in week right. two. Yeah, I don't. I don't even know what to say about them. You don't need to you know say what I mean? It's like, bro, they're unbelievable. They really are. And then number one, of course, the wagon that is the goddamn Buffalo Bills. Uh, they came out and waxed the former number one seed, ten- Tennessee Titans. What was it forty? Was it forty nine to seven? Forty one to seven. Forty one to seven. Oh yeah, uh, that game was over so fast, man. That so fast. Josh Allen is unbelievable. Uh. Is he the best quarterback in the NFL right now? Are you sure? No. Is it, it, I feel like he's the hardest to stop. Gun to your him. head. Would you pick him over Mahomes? Right. I just think it's Mahomes league until it isn't. Yeah, you're probably right. It's close it's, though. It's, it's, it's a it's tough close. decision. Yeah. yeah. I, I I would consider it. Uh but if it's one game to win, I guess I would still take Mahomes. Yeah, but that's one too, right? Those are the two guys, man. Yeah, Josh Allen. The the thing that that is a little more scary with Josh Allen and how good he is, man, is how big he is. When yeah. when he when he's running downhill, it's like a goddamn linebacker, right? Like you can see it in the defense where they're like, oh, oh shit. yeah, like he never gets tackled backwards. I've never ever seen him get like hit back it's always going forward he always picks up uh, so the reason so i was gonna tell you the reason why i was I, I would always pick mahomes over him so far was because there was one time in this game where josh allen was under uh, under pressure uh and he, he he looked like he was going to be taken down and you know every quarterback in the league knows to just fall and keep and and, and keep mm-hmm. the ball under control mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and he just tosses it that's what he does no you're right you're right I I literally knew exactly where because he does like that fucking that shit. yeah 
Yeah, he's like You're he's right. like he's like Brett Favre without the dick pics. Yeah, and without the and, and without the the highway or the grand larceny. Yeah, um, yeah. but the bull. Uh, the, sorry, the pills are are they're a fucking wagon. Yeah, they are a wagon. And let me tell you, as as a fan of uh, of a team that is in the same division, it has become very apparent that it is the Bills division until they don't want it to be anymore. Yeah. Because yeah. They beat the bag off of the Super Bowl champions. Then they come out and, and they beat the bag off of the number one seed in the AFC last year. And yeah, Josh Allen, 26 completions, 300 yards, four touchdowns. That's great. The real problem, though, is, is that you know who he's going to throw to. Yeah. I know who he's going to throw to. Stevie Wonder knows who he's going to throw to. We all know. They threw to Stefan Diggs 15 times. Out of his out of his thirty eight attempts, twelve completions, one hundred and forty eight yards, three touchdowns. It's unbelievable! It's you unbelievable. can't do that. You can't do that. Yeah, but, listen. There's a reason why Trevon. I called him Stefan Diggs' his brother because he's just that goddamn good, man. It's yep. like the 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 craziest part about all this is like their number two, Gabriel Davis, was out for this game. He, he wasn't even in there, man, and. He, well, they just they just gave Diggs all of his targets. all the time, just every target that <laughs> goes to Davis. Yeah, but like they even bring up Isaiah McKenzie's pretty good. Dawson, like they just got guys, man, and and yeah, they're they're gonna be tough to beat. And even bigger pickup than anything else in in the offseason was Von Miller, man. Like yes, like like we we talked about him last year when he went to the Rams. He might be washed up. He might be this, you know, blah blah blah, bro. When when he he goes into a defense. He just, it's his defense now. You know what I mean? Like yeah. the, that defense is now his. So we'll, we'll see what happens going forward. But I just think with that defense playing like they are and having a guy like Vaughn coming off the offset outside and then they're tough to beat, man. Yeah. I mean, I, listen, uh, Vaughn Miller is the classic case right now of you, his stats don't properly articulate his impact. Because in this game, I think he had like one tackle. One. But he has turned a defense that was already really good. And some would say took a step back in, in terms of the, uh, in the secondary because there's no reason why they should be as good as they are right now. And he has instilled so much confidence and swag in that de- uh, on that defense that it's, it's scary. It is very scary to see what they're doing to literally everyone they've played. They don't have their number one corner yet either. Um, I know. McKelvin, he's out. Yeah. So we'll see. Now, was, before before we get out of here, we're, we're right out of our time here, but I do kind of want to kind of want to touch on a little week three for you, and we're going to lead it right off with what we just talked about, the Bills, man. They're playing the Dolphins. W- what's going to happen in this game, man? I This this is the game of the week to me, right? That 100% this is the game of the week. I mean, it should be. The, my, my only fear is that seven times out of ten, a game that with this much hype on paper doesn't live up to it. I mean, you, Tua is like 60 of 80 for 740 yards, seven touchdowns this year. But Tyreek Hill, I mean, already has three, almost 300 yards receiving. We're, this is going to be the test of that, of, of that Bills defense. If they, if, if they can contain Waddle, and mm-hmm. until they're going to win this game. 
Yeah. I mean, that's it. That that is the answer right there. If they don't though, if you see a similar stat line uh for those two as you saw in Baltimore, it would be really hard for me to for me to pick the Bills. Yeah. So uh I think in my hot take, if the Bills beat the Dolphins in this game. Don't. I think seventeen or no Stop. is, is <laughs> very obtainable for them, man. And I, I'm I'm very serious about that. Listen, if they can go in to Miami, right, with with backup defensive backs, literally their backups. I think it's it's going to be two rookies. Yep. It, it sounds exactly like what we talked about against LA, but yep. rookies against these two wide receivers and somehow come out of there with a win. You look at their schedule. I don't know who the hell is going to beat them. So uh, I, if they can come, if they can win this game, that's on the table. Here's on the, the table in week three. In week three, that's on the table. Here's the thing. There's a lot of shit, like a lot of disrespect being put on the on the Dolphins' name right now because they are six point underdogs at home. It's crazy. Yeah. After doing what they've done so far this year, I mean that should be the game of the week. Yeah, that's that, that is a big spread for that, huh? Doesn't make any sense, but again, last time you were you and I were on, <laughs> like, what, what, what the fuck does Vegas know? Yeah, Vegas knows, man. Vegas knows. And then oh, the only other one I want to talk about is the most surprising fun game of the week, uh, and that's the Char- Chargers versus the Jags, man. Stop. If if <laughs> it's not gonna be fun, no, it's gonna be fun. <laughs> I'm telling you, no, the Chargers are gonna blow the doors off, off of the Jaguars. It's not. It's Bobby. You can bank on it right now. This game will be over at halftime. Okay. I promise. Okay. Because the other, the, the fun game that you should be in, in your mind, because it's the last time, maybe the last time you're going to see it, you should really relish the fact that it's 4.25 p.m. Uh. You get to watch Tom Brady beat mm-hmm. the shit out of Aaron Rodgers one more time. One more time. Yeah. If that's going to happen, their offense is going to need to score more than six points. Through three you points. sure? Uh, yeah. Well, maybe you're right. Maybe Brandon just needs to make three throws, and then uh, they'll be dimes. They will be out, and it'll be the Cole Beasley. He's gonna. I mean, the, the, the guys have to go off. Pick him up in fantasy. Wes. So actually, I was gonna. I was gonna mention that earlier. Cole Beasley scoring a touchdown this week. Of course he is. Bet on that shit. Bet yeah. on that shit. Cole Beasley is scoring a touchdown this week. Tom Brady will fucking make sure of that. Oh yeah. Last game. Well, actually, who 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 you guys got this week? Uh, we have the Ravens, Bobby. Oh. Coming off of a uh, a twenty-one you point might, loss, might, might be in trouble this week. Some would say that we're you, we're probably never going to see a more determined Ravens team want to beat than than this week. I think it's going to be you know the one uh, the, the one glimmer of of the, the one shining light that I have in this whole scenario is that with Cam Newton we beat him. Yeah, I was just going to say, Bill can scheme against Lamar. He's, he's been able to show that. And I don't know. Who knows? Who knows what's going what's to happen? I, I, I do think that you should see a better Mac Jones this week. Uh, and if we've learned anything uh, based off of last week, that, you know, if you just give your quarterback time, your receivers are going to get open against the Ravens. So take advantage of it. Now, I just don't know if Mac Jones can hit the same type of throws. While I'm saying that, comparing to Tua. But, you know, uh, I'm pulling for the Patriots. It's just, it feels like the odds are, are stacked against them. Yeah. No, it's, you know, that's it's a tough game. 
It's going to be a tough one. Who do you have this week, Bobby? Um, we're Monday night, man, against those 2 0 New York Giants. Oh, um, we are we are three point underdogs. Um, no, no, you're one point. You're one point underdogs. When I it was three last time, I checked. It's down to one now. Yeah. It's still so basically, you're two point favorites because uh, the Giants are home. To be underdogs to Daniel Jones at any point, home away on the moon doesn't matter. It's still just crazy to me that that's actually a well, thing. It's not Dak. It's like Cooper Rush. I know. I know it's Cooper. Yeah. No, I get it. I don't know. Maybe we had a. <laughs> Do you see my um? Maybe we had our Tom Brady. Well, maybe we had our Tom Brady moment this past week. Who knows? Was Cooper maybe. Rush? Was it? He well, that's, good. That's, throwing, that's throwing a lot of shade on Bledsoe, but it is throwing a lot of shade on Bledsoe, and even more shade on Tom Brady compared to fucking <laughs> Cooper Rush. Um, but we don't know about that yet. But uh, but yeah, no, I I like Cooper. I like the way he runs the offense, and if we win this game. <laughs> <laughs> by the way you're, you're, go, you're going to win this game i know and i guess we're back in it you know like i as reluctant as i am to admit it like if dak's coming back so that we're the streets week four week five if that's actually a thing yeah uh, what the hell i guess you're gonna be i guess the season's not over you're right <laughs> you're gonna like I, I told you if you're if you're two and three or three and three when he comes back you're, this is not it, like nothing would have changed ever. Like you're just where you are, where you would have been the entire time. Just believe in in, in, in your Cowboys, Bobby. Believe in them. The, the hell did I just go through that like four day span for them? The it's because you don't get that from being a Red Sox fan anymore. So you, you you had to find something else, and now the Cowboys are your are your team. Fair, fair. Well. For the real BK Bob Kelly, this is Michael Margangelo saying thank you so much for listening to Missing the Point. We'll talk to you next week. Electric acid. Welcome to the Candle Power Hour. Come with us backstage behind the scenes of show business spanning over four decades and bringing you the experiences that can only be told by the people who were there. Our guests are from the A-list, the F-list, and everyone in between. Get set for some of the most insane, hilarious, and inspiring stories you will ever hear. I'm Mercury. And I'm Diego. Your host for The, the Candle, Candle Power, Power Hour. Welcome to Sarah Talk Solutions. Ladies and gentlemen, you've tuned into a bit of a different type of show. I'm Sarah B and I'm your host. You can find me on my IG, which is Aussie underscore Sarah underscore LA. I talk about amazing, relevant conversations and topics and what functions that goes on in this magical, wonderful, wonderful city of the City of Angels. My IG, which is Aussie underscore Sarah underscore LA. Electric acid.